Bitcoin. Welcome to another POW Market Update. My name is Ansel Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Let's jump right into the markets because it was kind of an exciting night. We had a tether, uh, the tether debacle going on, the tether FUD, and I will cover that. Not very in-depth, but I will go over my thoughts on that. But let's start off with the prices. I'm seeing Bitstamp at 81.99. That makes a finny right around 90 or 82 cents. Okay. And if you remember, a finny is one ten thousandth of a Bitcoin. It's a nice small denomination for Bitcoin. Three-month futures is 82.99. And this so that makes a spread, a healthy spread of $100. And as we approach this CME stuff, uh, expect that I expect that features uh, spread to increase. Um, and it looks like the CME is going to be launching 11 December. That's a Monday, I believe. Damn, let me look that up. Um, yeah, 11 December. I've seen a couple different things. I'm going to find that uh, report that or that announcement, that PR that press release by CME. I'll try to find that and include that in the show notes, but um, there's some conflicting reports out there now. It's CME saying they haven't set a date, even though there's a date on their press release. So uh, we will follow me on Twitter, BTCMRKTS, and I will tweet when there's any different news than that. Um, I did tweet out a chart yesterday, right in the middle, basically at the bottom of this um, recent pullback that we had last night. And yeah, so you guys can see that from my thoughts. We, we are pressing up against this long-term resistance line, okay? That's been running all the way back for several months. We're also at the top of my pitchfork. So it was no surprise to me that there was a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of a sell-off here on this, this tether FUD. Uh, but it since it bounced so hard, I am more and more bullish. I mean, this price wants to go higher in my opinion so we'll see how this shakes out over the next uh, the rest of this week i guess market cap for bitcoin 136 billion global bitcoin market cap that includes all the altcoins 241 billion and that makes a maximalist price of 14,495 now remember that's a stretch goal that's always going to be kind of out there in front of us but um that incorporates the entire market cap of this new asset class, right? And I believe that most of this money in altcoins will eventually find its way to Bitcoin. So that current uh, global market cap divided by the outstanding Bitcoins is a stretch goal. It's totally within the sights of Bitcoin. It's not crazy to say that we can get to that level is what I'm trying to say. All right, the average on-chain transaction value for Bitcoin $7,121. Again, this is not for use for coffee unless you are buying in bulk. <laughs> um, so the uh, the total value of Bitcoin transacted on chain in the last 24 hours was $2.4 billion. All right, difficulty. SEPA's numbers are showing negative 23%. Those have been off. The way that they calculate those, that difficulty projection is off. Don't, don't believe that. But I still... Put it in the show notes here, and I still talk about it because this has been kind of the standard for many years up until just recently with these forks, up until August. Uh, 
uh, I probably will start going away from that if it continues to be um, so far off. It was showing, I think the last one, it had estimated at like negative 25% and it was only, uh, um, you know, negative 6%. So um, take that for what it's worth. Fork.lol, they are estimating a negative 1% decline in difficulty. Um, I think that's probably pretty close. We, we might not have any any change in difficulty. It might even be positive. It's still three days away. And so we have a lot of time for this to change. Okay. Mempool, 17 megabytes. Uh, that I get from tradeblock.com. And the link there is also in the show notes. There's also a link to a cool uh, visual graph if you guys want to see that. Um, that's color coded and all that. Uh, so that's in the show notes as well. Uh, that is not included. That is not including zero fee transactions. I think there's something like, oh man, 50 megabytes or something of zero fee transactions out there. So keep that in mind that those are the spam transactions we're talking about. There's also other spam transactions that are just around five Satoshis per byte. And they have all been cleared out over the last, um, over the weekend. And so now this week we've, they've been pumping up this spam attack again. Um, who knows what this coordination is, if there is coordination here with Tether. Uh, but we didn't see a corresponding pump with Bcash and Tether FUD. So take off my tinfoil hat. OTC, local Bitcoins this last week. I think the week, you know, that just completed. So we're already a few days into the next week. But that week saw 63.3 million dollars transacted on local bitcoins paxful 9.7 million last week ledger x transacted six million dollars worth of otc swaps last week that's up from 2.6 million the prior week so it's more than double and i expect that to continue to grow we should see that over 10 million here maybe this week but, uh, you know, if it doesn't quite get to 10 million, uh, 10 million on Ledger X volume is coming. And that's swaps, obviously. Um, okay, so that's the total public OTC data that I can find is 79 million this last week, up from $73 million worth uh, the previous week. All right, let's get on to some stories. Okay, so the ECB, this is pretty big news that I haven't heard a lot of other people talking about. Um, the ECB is trying to change their bail-in limits. So the whole Cyprus uh, debacle that happened, when was that? Jeez. Was that 2012? But that was a big uh, historic moment in Bitcoin because it showed that these people will basically take money out of your bank account. That you don't own your money. And that the price of Bitcoin shot up on that news. Um, and it provided a blueprint for some of these other things that people think that ECB and other banks want to do in the future. Well, the ECB now, uh, it had a cap. Currently, it has a cap uh, or a minimum of uh, 100,000 euros that 
they won't touch if they do a haircut or a bail-in. But they're trying to get that limit removed. And this is real. The ECB is trying to get that bail-in limit removed. This is super bullish for Bitcoin. When this starts getting talked about more, it gets in the news. Lots of people are going to be like, shit, that's not my money. Where can I hold my money that's safe? Safe from inflation. It's safe from seizure. It's free, um, safe from all of these bad things in the world that people are going to try to start um, avoiding or escaping. And that is Bitcoin. And I think it's very, very bullish. It's Bitcoin or gold, but, you know, gold is just, it is losing to Bitcoin right now. I tweeted out the other day, I was, or just last night, I think. Um, a, I've seen a lot of gold and silver accounts on Twitter. They are 100% consumed with Bitcoin. You know, or 99%. So 99 out of 100 tweets are about Bitcoin. And they're not about gold and silver anymore. And usually it's in a skeptical tone, obviously. But it's still consuming their time and their uh, brain power to think about Bitcoin. And that is what everybody is, everybody's kind of waking up to. That Bitcoin is now the place to go. Because it's, um, I don't know if Andreas said this, but it's been said by other people, and I've said this in the past as well, that Bitcoin kind of is a parallel economy. And so instead of buying gold and hoping for Armageddon, right, or a nuclear winter, you're going to buy Bitcoin and you're going to build this parallel economy out. And then when the transition happens, which is coming sooner or later, um, we're going to have this parallel economy all built up. You know, we'll see the rise of the Bitcoin economy and people will just transition over slowly but surely, country by country, economic class by economic class. They'll transfer over to the new parallel Bitcoin economy that gives you control over your private keys, that gives you responsibility. I had a tweet the other day that said... Uh, um, Bitcoin exudes masculinity and I got, <laughs> I got a little bit of pushback. I thought I was going to get more pushback than I did, but, um, it's true. I was talking to my really good buddy about this. Um, it's similar to when you hold a, a gold coin in your hand and you say, wow, this is a thousand dollars in this little coin. And you feel that you're holding wealth right there. Well, with Bitcoin and you have, you have a hundred thousand dollars on a trezor. You feel that responsibility. It's very sobering. It's very maturing. So as, as, and a lot of people aren't ready for that. A lot of people aren't ready for the responsibility, but pretty soon they're going to be requesting it. They're going to be demanding it. I want my money. That's coming shortly. And as we build this parallel economy, we're going to, it's, it's going to have all of these great characteristics of that responsibility built in, baked into the cake. No longer are we going to abdicate our future, our responsibility, our innovation, right? People are innovative. And that responsibility is kind of kicks that innovation into high gear. Because people will know, they know that I own this money and the money I make is mine. It's a very, very big motivator. So, uh, 
uh, yeah, we're just going to build this, this, this alternate economy. I don't know how I got onto that from the ECB, but <laughs> yeah, the ECB is doing these, talking about these bail-ins and people are going to start flooding out and buying Bitcoin, even if they buy one Bitcoin. Of course, there always has to be a seller for a buyer. So maybe today they can buy one Bitcoin. Tomorrow they can buy half a Bitcoin. And the next day they can buy a quarter of a Bitcoin. That's that's how it's going to they're going to be trickling in. And the first movers are going to get the benefit. Okay, let's move on. CNBC interview with Thomas Pederfee. Uh, I think he's the founder of Interactive Brokers, but he is very, very well respected in the space. He took out a full page ad, I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal, a warning about cash settled Bitcoin futures from the CME, specifically cash settled. And I'm going to play this interview here for you guys because it's pretty short. Stock.com, the CME, the CBOE, all reaping the rewards. But despite these returns, the CEO of Interactive Brokers, Thomas Petterfee, took out this full page ad in the Wall Street Journal, blasting the cryptocurrency in the CME specifically for its move to list Bitcoin futures the second week of December. In the open letter to uh, the chairman of the CFTC, Petterfee took to task the way Bitcoin would be cleared, saying its price swings could be dangerous to the markets and suggesting it have a different system than other products. Thomas Petterfee, also known as the father of high-speed trading, joined us now on the Fast Line. Thomas, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you, Melissa. So, if I may uh, correct a little bit what you have said uh, previously in the introductory, uh, I am not at all against uh, trading Bitcoin. I think blockchain is a fantastic innovation and will have many, many uses. And Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrencies are great ideas. They should be allowed to be traded freely and used freely mm -hmm. to find their appropriate role in the economy. You just don't like derivatives trading for Bitcoin. You don't like the fact that the CME is going to offer futures on Bitcoin in December. So all I'm objecting to is linking Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies by federal regulations to the real economy, which would happen if we were to uh, clear Bitcoin along with other products in the same clearing house. So the, the stability of the clearinghouse is extremely important and, and uh, putting Bitcoin together with other products will jeopardize uh, the health of the clearinghouse and with that the real economy. It could be suicidal. That's my problem. So the threat to the clearinghouses, Thomas, is, is margin trading of these futures? So it doesn't matter if the CME puts a, a limit up or limit down on Bitcoin. And when I talked to Terry Duffy just the other day about that, he said we're looking at somewhere 20% up or down would be the limit. It's not that. It's the margin uh, trading. But, but, but look, Bitcoin has risen by 1,000% over the last year. It could go from, it went from 700 to 7,000. There is nothing to say that it couldn't go to 70,000. And it could go to 70,000 just in a few days. And if the physically trading or the freely trading Bitcoin is at 70,000 and the, the future is limited to move just so much, say only a thousand dollars a day, it would take uh, 63 days to catch up. And no seller is going to sell the Bitcoin at the futures price when it knows fully well that the futures price is eventually going to 70000 So there is no way for the shorts to cover. 
And if the shores cannot cover and the brokers cannot put up the money on the clearinghouse, the clearinghouse will fail. That's my issue here. How damaging could this be, do you think? It, it could bring down the entire economy. That's the entire point. economy? That's correct. So this could be the next financial crisis that the United States faces? Absolutely. But I am not against trading Bitcoin. I am just against putting it together in the same clearing organization with other products. Would you offer on Interactive Brokers website um, the ability to trade Bitcoin and or even would you go to futures if your clientele wanted it? Absolutely. So if, for example, the futures exchange required short sellers to have the Bitcoin in, uh, in, in a secured place against which they are selling it, then uh, definitely I would be in favor of, of doing that. So you'd be in favor of offering the trading of Bitcoin, the asset, as well as derivatives on Bitcoin, on Interactive Brokers Platform. Absolutely. I think okay. it's a great idea and it should be tried. Okay, so he is worried about short sellers, specifically. And he says from 7,000 to 70,000. I mean, he is he is waking up to the fact that Bitcoin is going to be huge. And he doesn't want this to have negative effects on the CME being cash settled. Specifically, what he's scared about is that there's not going to be any way to cover the shorts because no one is going to sell uh, a contract for, you know, 500% below spot price. And if there's limits on how much that it can move in a day on the CME, no, there's going to be no trading because the spot price on the other exchanges are, is so much higher. So he, he thinks it's going to freeze up the CME and cause massive dislocations. Probably, he says, take down the clearinghouse, take down the economy. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that he's talking about this. People know it's it's getting out there. And some people are thinking this is Bitcoin. is The speculative attack of Bitcoin is about to happen. All right, let's get into this tether thing. Bitcoin. All right, this is an edited version. I have the full version of this rant uh on patreon if you guys want to subscribe patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets so i noticed this a few days ago bitfinext which is a twitter account that's been on a crusade against tether against bitfinex since the hack i think the hack was 18 months ago or so and they, they constantly spin this they'll find one piece of evidence then they'll build a narrative and then they'll cherry pick to support their narrative Bitfinex has come out multiple times. They've gotten multiple audits to prove that they're solvent, to prove that this guy is crazy, right? And I, I, right away on Twitter, I said, dude, this is a scam. You're being scammed right now. Don't let them scam you. Mentioning the argument that Tether could be insolvent, mentioning it and then passing it on, uh, passing over it, saying, we'll wait for a Bitfinex audit, another audit. We'll wait for, um, Something else, but you got to do your own research before you go and say this and not just take some crazy debunked zealot on Twitter's word for it. He's going to spin it and he's going to try to convince you and hide certain evidence from you and relate other evidence to you. And one of the questions I saw that they were, one of the things I saw they were saying is, how do you just, how do you disprove this evidence? Well, 
That's one piece of evidence taken out of context from a larger body of evidence. So I don't need to disprove that evidence because the other evidence points to another narrative, another story. But these people jumped on it and I tweeted right at him, dude, you are being played. These are unsubstantiated rumors. And the FUD built and built and built and more and more people were tweeting about this. Um, I also felt that this was a little bit like um, our immune system was over stimulated from all these forks, the Bitcoin immune system. And now these forks are kind of in the past. Uh, you know, 2x is dead. Uh, Bcash is a joke. Um, and so our, this, this overactive immune system or overstimulated immune system gr grabbed onto this FUD and ran with it. So we also have, not only do we have to be vigilant against um, people trying to attack Bitcoin, but they are going to take advantage of this immune system that we've built up. So we have to be careful. Now, right after this hack happened last night, so then Tether got hacked. $30 million worth of Tether were quote unquote stolen. And Bifinex was, or Tether was all over this. They jumped on it. They pushed out an update to the exchanges for this, the Tether client, freezing their funds. I mean, it's very similar to what Ethereum did with the DAO, except, you know, Tether's, Tether's centralized. Everyone knows that. It was designed to be, uh, to take advantage of a legal loophole. It wasn't designed to be a decentralized world computer. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the price, the price started crashing. Um, I think that these people were played. They were played. They, they bit off on this FUD and they, they were scammed. The host of the crypto scam podcast was scammed. It was a long con. They, they put out feelers. I mean, I, I had Bitfinex muted. So I don't know if, if he was reaching out to, to certain content producers or what, but, um, you know, so it's very, very dangerous. Don't buy it off on this stuff and try not to get scammed by the scammers. Now I did hear a, or I saw a really interesting theory on Twitter this morning and it was from Grubles and he was saying like Bitfinex has been really the leader kind of in these fork futures, screwing the shit out of these forks because, uh, you know, forks have a very hard time gaining any sort of popularity because, um, the futures will objectively show that they don't have any traction. There's no consensus. So how do you get back at, at Bifinex? Well, you attack Tether. You build up this FUD around Tether. Yada, yada, yada. I, for one, think it's fully collateralized. I think that it is. there is a slight risk that it is so centralized. But, you know, it's on a blockchain. It's not dollars. Eventually, Tethers will go away. Probably be replaced by another loophole product. Um, but for right now, Tethers are fine. And the market will signal that months in advance. And I definitely will be talking about it at that time. But I'm not going to bite off on FUD from some freaking zealot Twitter account that has been debunked over and over and over again and refuses to take contrary evidence. So that's what I have to say about Tether. I think it's, it's pretty small in the grand scheme of things. It's nothing to get worked up about. Um, it is a really good solution for right now. And I think it's, it's solid. But anyway, um, they're going to recover. It's it's all it's basically already over, and nothing really happened. Bitcoin is back up, right under its all time highs. Nothing uh, is going to come of this, except maybe maybe some oversight 
and maybe some changes in the future in how Tether is run. But man, it's it functioned pretty damn well as far as I'm concerned. Bitcoin. All right. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. I don't have ads. I don't do interviews. I don't lead you down the wrong track, right, on this show. I tweet constantly about this stuff. You guys can follow me there, Ansel Lindner, um, or BTCMRKTS. I, I tweet out charts. I do all sorts of stuff. I mean, I'm not a master technical analyst. I'm not a master trader. Um, I am a concerned Bitcoiner That's that follows this stuff uh, 20 hours a day. Thank you for my patrons that support me. Uh, give a shout out to uh, Miles Sutter. You guys need to follow him. I'm going to link to his Twitter in the show notes. He's a great patron of the show. So give him a follow. And that's it, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening.